0: you're listening to the sportsman's nation podcast network brought to you by savage arms in the new 110 ultralight at about six pounds the 110 ultralight is designed to combat elevation and the elements while maintaining the performance of a factory blueprinted savage 110 action the carbon fiber wrapped stainless steel barrel makes it durable and lightweight the rifle comes equipped with the savage accufit technology so that means it's adjustable and it comes in a variety of calibers the 308 the 270 the 28 nosler the 280 accu improved the 30 6 and much more if you want to find out more information about the 110 ultralight visit savagearms.com
1: What's up guys? My name is Parker McDonald and I'm your host and you are listening to The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. All right everybody, welcome back to The Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I'm super excited today because today in the episode me and Drew are talking about our last two weeks hunting. And for me, they have been very sucky. They have been terrible. I went to Missouri, and it was just a not good trip. Um, before Missouri, though, was was not too bad. I, I did a fun hunt that you're going to hear about where I had an encounter with six bucks and one of them being a slammer. But uh, Drew, on the other hand, has had a very, very fun last two weeks, and he has killed not one, but two bucks since the last time we have talked so i'm not going to ruin that for you he's going to tell us a story later on in this episode of both bucks but before we get into the episode i wanted to remind you guys to check out screegear.com for all your hunting apparel needs these guys are just absolutely crushing it and uh, i have found a new uh, just a new love for my ptarmigan Uh, down jacket the ultra down jacket it is probably at this point in the season my favorite piece of equipment because it's lightweight it breaks wind and it is super freaking warm for those cold days yesterday morning i was in missouri and it was 17 degrees which for this southern boy is a cold day and i was i was comfortable Uh, my fingertips were a little bit cold but other than that, I was I was solid, and uh, and that is mostly due to that ptarmigan jacket. So they have lots of stuff, lots of other cool things that you can check out. Another thing that I have found um, to be extremely useful is the new merino wool socks from Scree Gear. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of stuff on the website. You can check it out, and if you decide to buy something, you can use the code Southern Ground at your purchase and on your purchase, and it will save you 10%. Off of your order. Also, check out Tethered Nation for all your saddle hunting needs and desires. That is a, uh, a a trend right now. I would say, saddle hunting is is a trend, but it's not just a fad. It is something that for me and for a lot of deer hunters, especially mobile public land hunters, has been extremely useful. Uh, we talk a lot about it a little bit in this episode. Having the ability to say, you know what, I'm not gonna hang today. I'm not gonna set up. Um, you don't feel like you just wasted a whole bunch of energy carrying in and lugging in a big, huge tree stand because you're wearing your saddle on you. All you got some sticks and a platform, and it's just super lightweight, super effective, and you can get into any tree. And Tethered is the only place right now where you can buy everything you need for saddle hunting. A lot of you guys know. They have recently come out with the tethered one sticks which are the best sticks I have ever seen the best sticks I've ever climbed with. they're awesome um, and they're gonna be available uh, very very soon but they did get to you, you did get teased a little bit um, because uh, there was a website issue that said that they were available and that they came into stock and they actually did not but they're gonna be available soon and um, but yeah check out tetherednation.com also. If you want to get into kayak hunting, which has become probably, uh, my wife calls it my mistress. It is my favorite thing in the world, hunting with the use of a kayak. If you're going to do that, you need to check out newcanoe.com. They have got all kinds of different kayaks, from fishing kayaks, hunting kayaks. They have all the accessories and the gear that you need. you One of my favorite things about the new canoe that separates it um, from other kayaks that I've used in the past for hunting is the ability to use a motor. Now, the purest side of me really likes to not use a motor because I like paddling, but the effective side that wants to get things done loves being able to use a motor. And with the the flat transom on the back, you can throw on a trolling motor or even an outboard motor like I use. I use a 2.5 Yamaha on it, and it is flawless. It's so much fun and also makes me a little more effective getting into those spots quicker. So yeah, go check out newcanoe.com. And as always, you can check us out on Facebook and on Instagram at Southern Ground Hunting or on YouTube where we are trying to put out as many videos as possible from our uh, deer hunting adventures. So um, I have the, the most recent video is uh, the video from oak mountain state park the draw hunt that you're going to hear about a little bit in this episode where i had a a really good encounter with big buck so you can check that out on youtube please feel free to subscribe we would love it if you would do that and click the bell so you know when we drop a new video other than that guys we're going to get into this episode with uh with me and drew talking about his two bucks from the last two weeks so hope you guys enjoy it i'm here with drew robbins drew how is it going in your part of alabama
0: Man, in my part of Alabama, it's great uh, because Alabama beat Auburn, praise God, um, <laughs> and also I had my pumpkin pie for Thanksgiving, and some deer have hit the ground since the last time that me and you talked, Parker, so... Yes, they have. And life's good, brother. Life's good. That's,
1: that's good. I'm glad some deer have hit the ground for you because, for <laughs> me, since our last like recap podcast, episode i guess it was about two and a half weeks ago no deer have hit the ground for me so um i am (laughs) extremely happy to talk about deer that is plural deer hitting the ground for you and not only is it plural deer it's plural bucks so yes we have got some stuff to talk about because i haven't really i've been in missouri this week which i'll just give a quick recap of that we didn't see any deer in missouri uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and get this part out of the way. In Missouri, I saw exactly three does the whole trip, um, and that was last night. That was the last, the very last hunt. I was going in blind to an area and uh, had three does come in about twenty yards, and I shot the first one, and uh, she ducked super hard. My arrow went right through the very top of her back and uh, followed blood um, for about 10 yards uh, and just basically grid-searched the whole area. I knew what happened. The arrow was covered in, in meat and in, in hair and fat. It didn't have any blood on it at all whatsoever. I knew exactly what had yeah. happened, um, and I thought that's what had happened whenever I shot, but, I mean, it was, it was a, a non-lethal hit for sure. And, uh, dude, I, I cannot tell you how bummed I was. That that happened on that trip, even though it was a doe, even though it was a doe, I I didn't care. I was like, uh, I was just, I don't know, man. It just, it just hurt my feelings real bad, Uh, made me super unconfident, and therefore I am probably hanging the bow up now. I have not taken out the rifle one time this season, and I'm going to take out the rifle from now on, especially in Alabama, unless I go somewhere else or... Or go out to kill a doe with my bow in Alabama. That's about the only way I can do it now. So that is pretty much my recap. And uh, it, it was it was a bummer, man. <laughs> That's an expensive tag to buy to not even see any deer. Um, and we yes, had some we had some issues. I mean, Dad, my dad had gotten COVID uh, back. I guess uh, what when was it? Three months ago or so, and he's had some kind of side effects from it the last couple no. months and he got a real bad ear infection so he uh like kind of the hard grind of public land hunting was really really getting to him not only that he couldn't he couldn't sleep we were sleeping on cots he couldn't sleep on it um we were having a hard time getting the wood stove to work in the in the cabin that we were staying in and it was just really miserable whenever you have an earache and um and so we ended up going home and so I hunted just basically little chunks of public land Um, that were just right across the state line on the Southern part of Missouri. And dude, I'm telling you, man, I saw more deer. I feel more confident that I could go into Ocala national forest in Florida and find deer more so than I can in (laughs) Southern Missouri, because it was like everywhere I went, I covered a lot of ground, dude. Greg was letting me use his e-bikes, which was awesome by the way, for anybody interested in e-bikes, do it because it's freaking rad. Um, he let me use the e-bike, so I was going deep, dude, into these pieces and just not even finding tracks. Like, even in the green fields that they had planted, um, you know, you could usually find concentrated deer sign, even though we know it's mostly at night yeah. on public. Um, th- there, it, there wasn't anything, dude. It was like walking into my backyard. I found I mean, there might be more deer sign in my backyard than there is out on these places, and I live in the city, so... That'll tell you something. Like, it was just void of deer sign. I finally found a good spot last night that I wish we had hunted um, the whole week. I wish I had been able to spend more time there because it was actually pretty solid. But, I mean, that's pretty much my recap, dude. But you, however, have had some different experiences. So, Drew, why don't you go ahead and talk about the first buck that you saw, or the first buck that you killed. I guess it was just... It had to be the like the day or two after our last recording of us talking about our recent hunts. Is that pretty accurate?
0: Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it was um, just a, just a couple of days after it, and um, um, yeah, and so basically, Parker, what it is, what, what we're going to go into is it's this, this is a tale of two bucks, really, and and so the the first one um, it's the first one was um, pretty cool because I actually killed him from the ground. Yep. Um, which that was one of my goals, uh, this year was to kill, um, a deer from, 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 a you know, ground blind sitting um, sit next to a tree, whatever. And so, um, so I accomplished that, which was awesome. Um, but this one was, uh, a, a lot of fun, man, because, um, this was the same spot that me and little man went and had that deer jump, um, out of, out of the clear cut on us. Mm-hmm. And so, now is um, this and, and the same one, one, clear
1: cut that we talked about before where you had the 3 bucks um out of range? Uh
0: no. Okay, no. different different one. Different one, yeah. And and so this one um what, what one of the first things that, that I noticed about uh this um clear cut was, was I cut a really big track go, going into it. And that's something that I I wanted to, you know, talk about, um, you, you had mentioned, you know, tracks earlier that I think so many times we, we get caught up, especially, you know, rubs and scrapes, which are awesome, but like, it's hard to beat a real big buck track, man. Like it, it just is. And so I was, I was walking in and, and, I cut his track and I hadn't seen, um, that, that, that deer track, um, over there. I've been, I've been over there a couple of times scouting it. And, um, had not, let's talk about this
1: for a second too. Um, I was was literally thinking about, I want to write an article. I've been, I've written a couple articles for, um, bowhunting.com and this actually today while I was on my way home, I was thinking about an article idea, um, talking about buck sign and what has been the most productive buck sign for me. And when I think about Mm -hmm. in Alabama, it's just what you're saying, tracks, Fresh yes. fresh tracks has been more productive for me than scrapes or rubs. Now, um, depending on the time of the season, but for the majority of the season and, and especially like once we start getting right here, close to around the rut, fresh rubs and scrapes yeah. are kind of just, just – they just let you know that deer are around at some point. A track right. lets you know – I mean you can pretty easily tell whether or not a, fra- a, a track is – is fresh or old if it has just recently rained which it does here pretty often you can you can you also have that to gauge gauge it by okay when was the last time that it rained well the last time it rained was let's say 2 days ago well okay then i know that this track is at least 2 days it may be fresher than that and you can a lot of times tell even when it's fresher than that but i'm with you man on that i i have a hard time passing up setting up over really good fresh buck tracks like that's been super productive yeah. for me in the past.
0: Yeah. It's, it it's something that I, I think gets overlooked just a little bit. Um, you know, cause people are always wanting to see like the big community scrapes and rubs and, you know, uh, you know, shavings off the tree and, and, and those are great. And, that, and that's awesome. But one of the things that I did with, with this buck, um, was, uh, so I cut his track and, um, and, and, And then I ended up walking around the clear cut and I didn't cut his track again. And so I was like, all right, he's, he's, he's in here, you know? And, and so me and little man went in there, jumped the deer. I don't know if it was him or not. Um, um, but, uh, jumped the buck and I was like, all right. So when I went back a couple of days later, um, cold, clear morning and, um, sat down on the ground and was sitting there and, um, about seven, Thirty-five, and he he popped out, and and uh and thankfully I was able to get one in him, and and he dropped right there, and and it was it was just a cool hunt because it it's something that um there was there was no trees around that I that that I wanted to get in. There's there's a couple that were on the SMZ, but um you know they it would have put me right up right up on top of them like bow range, and and so I was like no I'm gonna back off a little bit, and so there was there was nothing out in the clear cut, so I just I. I mean, I went old school, man. I I took me a, a, a stool in there, got behind some good cover. He never had a clue I was there, wind was in my face, and um and he popped out and, and, and I drilled him, you know. And he 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 wasn't a huge buck, you know, but he was he was he was a good size um good sized body's gonna eat real good and, and so um but but, but you I,
1: also missed a bigger buck than him that same morning, is that right?
0: I did, yes, yes. I, I wasn't going to talk about it until you brought it up. Um, uh, yeah, I was trying to avoid that whole thing, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So thanks, 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 Park. Um, I appreciate that. Um, well, no, I mean it's yeah, it is me...
1: important to the story because it's like, I mean, you cut a big buck track and and you know set up right, yeah. obviously. And I think it's important to talk about too. I don't want to run this too much because we've talked about it fairly recently on on uh, my first buck of the season but clear cuts being kind of just uh, just money when it comes to deer hunting and especially bucks they've got all the food they need they've got all the cover they need oh, so good. bedding it's just a really really good type area to hunt and if you can find the the travel routes using usually using some type of terrain feature coming out of that clear cut or you know nope. a food source or something like that just outside of it, it can be a really really good productive spot for bucks. But um, in the spot yep. you were at, not only did you have one buck that you killed, but you also had another one that you missed that was even bigger. So I think that's yeah, Im- I think was, it's important to the story for sure.
0: Yeah, he was he was he was much bigger than than the one that that, that I ended up killing. Um, both of these were shot, um, one, one, one that I shot and killed was, was in the actual creek bed and, and, and the other one was coming out of it. So basically it's, it's a big cutover, over, it's four acre cut over with the SMZ running down the, um, uh, middle of it and, uh, wrapping around it actually. And both of these, um, um, I, I'm pretty sure that the first buck that I missed was bedded on the same hillside that I jumped the buck at with and Little Man. And so, and he was just kind of making his way through there. And so, um, and so, he he actually showed up about seven o'clock, and and it, and it was real thick down through there. But he had a really good rack, and I and I thought I had an opening, and I and I squeezed it off, and uh, I completely whiffed. And 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 so, um, I'm pretty sure that was the track that I cut um, walking in there. And so, and then this other guy showed up about seven thirty-five, and um, and. And uh, I, I was like, "Well, so, praise God! All right." And I and I turned it loose, and I'm shooting a 300 wind Mag, and he didn't move, and uh, dropped right there. And what's crazy part? There's something else too that that I want to talk about when it comes to you know these these the, the, these couple hunts. Was one the tracks, but two, I don't know what it is, but here here in the South, like you you always hear like you know like well, like, you know first hit the best hit, which is true, but then you also hear well you know you, you can't hunt the same tree twice. Well, I actually went back, let's see, two out of the next four days. And, and I went back and I saw deer, um, two out of four days. Now they weren't bucks, they were, they were does, but, um, in the, in that same spot. And what, what I'm thinking there, there was a hot doe down in there and she just never left that clear cut. And so there was a, the, the that, that Creek bed was hot, man. And yeah. so, uh, you know, I I know we 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 talked to other guests and some of them have killed multiple deer out of the same tree, you know, and it's so if, yeah. You, if you it's talk hot, about
1: Mike Perry, Jamie McKay; yeah. those guys have hot spots, and yeah, and Mike Perry talks about it all the time. How often that he does that, and when you think about our most popular episode being Bobby Worthington, he talks about finding the tree that the buck's going to come by. Um, at some point during the rut or whatever, and that being the tree and hunting it, if you know, that's the tree, then you hunt that until he comes by. So, you know, I, I hear both, I I hear both sides to it and I think both of Mm -hmm. them can be productive. You know, I think first sit is going to be the best sit a lot of the time, but if you find a hot spot man i mean and the only way you're going to find those hot spots is by moving around you know and and exactly. having those good first sits
0: yeah and this was this was on a part of our um, um club that um, nobody hunts this part of the cutover there's a there's another part that that people go and hunt but nobody hunts, hunts nobody's ever hunted this spot and so um it's kind of overlooked spot because you you're like oh man it's you know it's 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 closer to the road yada yada and so it was like it's just overlooked and 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 i just happened to cut some big tracks going in there i was like you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna try it jump the buck shot another buck kill the buck and so if it if it's hot guys ride the hole man just just ride it and until they either that hot dough leaves or the stuff cools down and then go find you another pocket and and parker one of the things i was thinking about too is that you um one of the terms we use a lot is like pockets of deer like especially here in North Alabama like mm-hmm. pockets of deer and and I think that's what I found I just found a pocket for you know 4 or 5 days that had deer in it and and they wanted to be there and so um and and so once I found that pocket I just stayed with it and and I had some good hunts man I had I had some real
1: good hunts that's and so that's pretty uh, cool so so tell me Drew in this specific area where were you at as far as the rut was it you know the the at this time the first buck was that like pre-rut like not really much rut you might have a couple of hot does in the area or whatever um or was it like full-blown all-out rut or no rut at all
0: no it what um normally ours in 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 that area starting to pick up pretty hot and heavy right about now actually and so um so these were these were just, uh, I think a couple of does or or one doe that came in just a little bit early, yeah. and um, and she just happen I just happened to find her, you know, or I I happened to find the pocket of deer, and um, um, and 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 just stayed with it. So there were, there was a little bit of, of of rut activity. He was he was thinking just a little bit when when I got him back to the truck, you know, not not like full blown like oh my gosh, you know, but you could you could tell he was um, you know, trustful glands were um starting to get there. And, and so um, so he, it was starting to pick up just, just a little bit. And so hopefully these, these next couple of weeks um, it'll, it'll, it'll hit full blown and you know, I'll yeah. have another story to tell.
1: <laughs> well, and that's, that's an, well, hopefully I do too. My God. Um, uh, that's a That's another thing for guys in Alabama and across the South. It can be so yeah. different just a couple miles yeah. away because um, as the crow flies, where you're, where you were hunting at is, I mean, what maybe ten miles, fifteen miles away from yep. where I primarily hunt at, and some of the places I hunt, yep. you're even closer than that. And the rut won't start until, you know, the probably a week and a half, a week from now. Um, I'm hearing right. some reports of it being different, but I mean, you you can be literally a mile or two away and have a completely different rut it is unbelievable here in alabama it, it, and i think it's that way yeah. in a lot of places um yeah, I, I see there's it a lot a,
0: there's, there's a couple places that i that i got um permission to hunt you know through people there there in the church and just um and, and, and things like that they are little small you know 10 15 20 acre um, spots and some of them have picked up like heart, like hot and heavy, you know? And, yeah. and so there's just, there's, and that's, that, that, that's all within 20 minutes of me. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it, it's the, the only way to know is, is to honestly just get out of their boots on the ground and find it, Yeah, you know? And, 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 and so that's, that's just what, what I happened to do, you know, I cut some tracks, walked in, um, kind of got creative with, um, with with how you know um, um, hunted it in the sense of um, there 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 weren't any trees to get up in and so <laughs> you know guys you it don't feel stupid taking a stool in there sitting on a stool and killing a buck you know you, you you might feel stupid for just a second you're like I'm sitting on a freaking stool you know but then you're like oh there he is boom you know and and so um, um, and I even I even use my saddle um, to. Uh, tie a couple pine trees together, and I and I just sitting <laughs> down the ground. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Tell you, man. That's yeah, awesome. I mean you, you you just you just do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. You know? and well,
1: and 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 for real, that the what it comes down to is 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 finding like I, I carry my saddle in all the time, and sometimes sometimes it's a uh, it probably like. I'll give you a good example. Um, Yesterday, yesterday evening when I, when I flubbed that shot on that doe, I was only up two sticks. I hate going only up two sticks. Like I want to get the full potential of all of my gear. Right. So if I carried my saddle in and I carried three sticks in by God, I want to get all three sticks on that freaking tree. Um, And sometimes it can be a hindrance to me. Like, Sometimes I go past the cover thinking, well, but I still want to be higher. And I go past where I have the good shots. I have the good open areas, man. There's sometimes when I'm six or seven feet off, you know, one stick and an eight or up. And that's the best spot probably to be in that specific tree. And I just don't do it because I feel like it's like I'm not taking advantage of all of my equipment. And, and I think, I think that holds a lot of guys back. I know it does me in probably some of the scenarios that I'm in, um, you know, that deer, that deer that I shot yesterday, if I would have just been a little bit lower, even than two sticks, I would have gotten a much cleaner shot on her than what I ended up getting. Now, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, I, I can't really change that. And honestly, where I ended up being at, I had plenty of open shots. It just happened to be where she was standing at that wasn't perfect. It was still open. I still had a clean shot but um you know thinking about you taking out a stool and taking out your saddle and and you know you you kind of take a little bit of everything on that specific situation where um maybe you're going to climb up maybe you're going to sit sit on the ground but just kind of being being mobile i mean i don't know any other way to put it other than being as no. mobile as you possibly can be and being ready and equipped for any situation and i think um when when you talk about like the OG mobile hunters, you know, back in the eighties, probably, uh, well, the OG mobile hunters probably be the Indians. But, um, but when you think about like, you know, some of the, some of the local legends that are around the area, they killed a lot of deer by just going out and sitting on a stump.
0: And I mean, you, man.
1: and it worked, you know, it, it worked. Yeah. You can't argue that.
0: Yeah. Well, even, even, um, um Andy May, his, yeah. his, his last big buck, he he, he he just went sat on the ground with his saddle and killed it from the ground yep you know he had he he said he had 30 minutes of light left and was like hey I'm just gonna go try it and just sit down with this i mean hook, hooked his saddle up and just use a tree for for cover and killed a killed a huge buck. you know and so yeah. um and and two like especially here in the south like we we do we we have cutovers and cutovers are awesome um especially you know uh first second third year. But once you get in the years like four, five, and six, they get thick and nasty, and so many guys just be like, "Well, I gotta hunt the, you know, the, the outsides of it," and and that's fine. But sometimes, man, you got to get off in there, you know, and and there there are pockets out in those out in those cutovers where there was old logging road through there, or where they it was, it was where they um, stored the um, trees or whatever. It's it, it's a spot you can get in there, and um, and and deer are using it, and you can kill them, man. You you can.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so moving on, it was about what, like a week and a half, two weeks later when you had your second one. So tell me, did, was there anything else, any other exciting close calls or anything like that that happened in the, in the weeks in between?
0: Uh, no. Um, because we, we actually went to Florida for uh, Thanksgiving and, and I went and hunted in Florida. I only hunted um, uh, Thanksgiving morning because, um, you know, me, me and my dad have hunted for Thanksgiving morning for, forever, you know. And, and so it's kind of a – it's a great family um, ritual and tradition. And But I forgot how hot Florida was. And it was 85 on Thanksgiving morning, and the mosquitoes were terrible. Like, absolutely <laughs> terrible. Like, it's – like, you know, I mean, they were, they were basically just giving the middle finger to my thermos cell, you know, and like, there was nothing, there was nothing that could be done. And, and so, um, it was just terrible. So we didn't see any deer. Um, my, my dad put out a hog trap because he got tons of hogs out there. He ended up catching two of them. Um, I found that out when, the Saturday that I got back, he called me. He's like, Hey, I caught two in my hog trap. I'm like, that's awesome. But, uh, so just went home. We uh, just, just went back to Panama City and did family stuff, and so got back Saturday around three thirty. Got everything unloaded, and you know, got got all the stuff situated and all that. And 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 I, and I turned to my wife and I'm like, "Hey, um, um, it's you know, I'm 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 gonna go to the woods for just a little bit." And she goes, "Really?" And she goes, it's "Getting late." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and." Um, I was like, I got to get my thoughts in order because I was preaching on um, Sunday. For, for those who don't know, I'm—I uh, I'm, know Parker said it, but I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm a pastor, and so Sunday I was preaching. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get in a blind where I can go over my sermon, and get my notes in order. And if a doe walks out, then great. You know, it was—it was—it um, was Doe Week still. It, and so I was like, you know, great. So that's what I did. I—I I go out and. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my sermon, my message, getting all that stuff ready. And I had a couple of does walk out and I'm like, all right, that's, that's cool. But they were really far away. I was like, no, I don't want to shoot it and drag it and all that stuff. And I go, if they walk up close, then, then I'll take one of them. And so, um, right at dark, they start easing their way up. They, they get within 20 yards of me and I'm like, all right, so, I, I go to ease my gun out, and I'm getting ready to to take one of them. For those who haven't listened very much to the podcast, um, you know people know I'm I'm a huge venison eater. I love I love backstrap. I, I love snack sticks, the uh, jerky. I, I love all that stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop me one and and give me some jerky. So anyway, to make long story short, I was sitting there and was about to shoot her, and both of them threw their heads up and froze and looked all the way down to the other end of the food plot. And, um, you know, Parker, I, I texted you after all this. And I, I, I said, I retract my statement about food plots or Greenfield. Um 'cause, <laughs> uh, cause you know, I don't know. How, I think it was one of the first podcasts I was on. It was with Jamie McKay or something. And and I said, I never killed a buck in a Greenfield in Alabama. Yeah. And, and so, and then like at, right after that, Jamie McKay sends me a picture of a one hundred and sixty that he popped in a Greenfield. And I'm like, Oh, that's great, Jamie. Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and so uh, and so I was, it was right at last light. Both of them freeze. looked down at, at the other end. Um, I, I put my bondos up and looked down, and I saw, I, I saw a nice buck. you know. And, Parker, I would love to tell you, man, that I cut its track. I walked in. I scouted it. I did all this stuff. I mean, I, I would love to tell you that. And I could lie, and I could tell you all that stuff. But it would just not be the truth. This was a Jesus deer, Parker. This is what this was. This was a Jesus deer.
1: <laughs> he knew okay? that he needed
0: it. Because I was sitting there, and I was literally doing my message for Sunday morning, getting my notes ready, okay? I look up, see these does. All right, great. They walk up, getting ready to shoot them. All right, and then I see him, okay? The only skill that was involved was it, was it was the furthest shot I've ever had on a white tail. and it was a long ways and so um once i shot it i pulled out my tracker and and i I found out it's 180 yards and so for me that's a long shot
1: heck yeah
0: and yeah and it was it was a long shot he ended up being a nice eight point um just a just a classic box eight point um uh good deer i'm gonna euro mount him and um but i was was jacked up about it man Um, um but like i said i would love to tell you that i I went and scouted. I was going in there to shoot a doe. I was going in there to get my stops in order, and he stepped out. And <laughs> I, I don't. I sometimes, Parker, it's better to be lucky than good, man. Sometimes.
1: I'd, I'd rather. Sometimes. Be, I'd rather be lucky than good any day. I needed to <laughs> listen. So, um, I I figured in. I figured out in Missouri that I'm neither lucky nor good on some of these <laughs> trips. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, but yeah, it was, it, it was a great hunt. Um, uh, and then what was even better is that I brought him back and, uh, me and little man quartered him up out in the garage. And so he was, he, he was wanting, you know, to touch it and pull it, pull off the, uh, off the hide and touch his horns, and all that stuff. He, he, he stuck with me through the whole entire thing. It was, it was cool. It was.
1: That's neat. All right. So, so you killed your two bucks. Um, Yep. We have both got one buck tag left uh, for the rest yep. of the season. The rut's about to kick off. I'm going to be out tomorrow morning and the next morning and probably the next morning after that. Um, if I can, you know, obviously everything is, uh, everything is just um, making plans that may not come to pass when you have little kids. But the good news yep. is, is that my mom and dad have our little girl. So we've only got my son right now which is which is great for deer hunting purposes um but Brett's about to kick off now i want to know if you could take away one thing and and we'll both do this if you could take away one thing from the last 2 weeks what would that one thing be
0: that one thing would be um That one thing would be probably when it's hot, stay. Like ride the hole Like I mean, and and it was it it was actually hard because you know I I was I I was really considering going to a couple different spots, but and 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 I even called my brother up and I was like, hey man, you know he he goes, are are you going back over there? I I go I go no, you know I I killed that deer over there and you know he goes he goes Drew he goes that that creek bed is hot you need to stay there and he was right you know and so like um don't don't overthink things like <laughs> if the deer are there and the hot doe is there then i probably need to be there yeah you no know? and and i that that's what i was doing i was kind of getting into overthinking because i was like you know i killed one you know man and you know i need to go find a new spot And my, my brother's like hey man you're you're overthinking this like you know the creek bed's hot stay there and and so Guys, if you're out in public, private, wherever you're at. If it's hot, okay, and and the deer are there, then stay there. Like just just, just, just stay there, you know? Um yeah. that's that's what I've taken from it.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's super true. We we sometimes as mobile hunters have kind of a, a another hindrance for us that we want to go out and know what well, if it's hot over here, I'd like to see what's over here. Um but sometimes that's just not the best, yeah. not, not the right move.
0: Well, well Parker you, you you actually said it best earlier you were like I want to get the fullest potential out of my equipment and I think sometimes we like look at all the stuff that we bought <laughs> you yeah. know saddle is not cheap. we our mobile is not cheap you know and we're like, okay well I have all this mobile stuff I need to be mobile and yeah. and yeah yeah that's that's true to a point. But also the whole point of you buying all this mobile stuff was for you to kill a deer with. If you're not where they're at, you're not gonna kill a deer. Yeah. And if they're there, stay there.
1: Right. Yeah, that's it's good stuff, man. I, I completely agree. Um and I think I like the way that you put it, you know, you 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 do all this so that you can kill a deer. Um I was, I was actually <laughs> thinking about it the other day, um guys who um uh, my buddy Hunter Lindsey, right? So y'all may have heard me talk about yeah. Hunter. If you watch the if you watch the, um, the YouTube series, uh, the YouTube video from uh, uh, Kentucky, from the Kentucky trip, he's a guy that took all the photos of my buck and stuff for me. Super cool guy, uh, North Alabama dude, and um, he's a professional videographer, photographer. It's what he does for a living. He's just a super cool guy, but I was thinking about it in terms of him the other day, um, he is on a lease. He's on a pretty solid lease. I think he's actually got two leased properties in Kentucky and he hunts public land. Now, Hunter actually killed a buck on public in Kentucky this year. And, um, at, at the same place that I, that I was hunting at, um, he yeah. killed a, he killed a nice buck. And, uh, I was thinking to myself, you know, that really sucks. Cause he spent all that money on leases and in Kentucky, you can only kill one buck you that's all you get is one buck for the season unless you hunt some of the um the bases or whatever um military bases and stuff like that so i was thinking to myself i'm like man that that really sucks that he spent that much money on a lease but then i was like well i mean he spent that much money on a lease so that he could kill a deer you know i mean but he you've got options you've got public you've got your private land you're spending all that. I mean, he was on two two different leases that he paid for, and it was kind of like, I mean, one of those leases, if, if he shot one anywhere, one of those leases at least is going to be kind of a waste of money, you know what I mean? But you're paying right. for the opportunity to kill a deer. So whenever you whenever you buy a saddle or you buy, you know, you're climbing sticks or... You buy a bow or whatever you're buying, you're buying that to help you, um, if nothing else, feel more confident in killing a deer. But if that's not the way that you kill it, you know, if you don't, if you, if you spent all this money on a saddle, but you end up never killing a deer out of a saddle that season, you still killed a deer. Like you still got the same, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you still got the same thing, you know, I mean. you you can invest in a whole bunch of different companies, but if one company that you invested in is the one that makes all your money, it doesn't mean the rest of them were a waste. You know, you still got your money that you were, you know, whatever, you know? (laughs) And so, um, anyway, that's kind of just a a little side note. a little side nugget there. I think, um, kind of moving back to what I've learned in the last two weeks, um, it's really, it's really difficult. I haven't hunted just a ton other than Missouri. So I hunted a whole lot in Missouri, didn't see a whole lot in Missouri. Um, but if I could, if I could narrow everything down, I, I, I got two things. So, you know, I hunted that Oak mountain state park hunt. Um, right. And, and I don't think I've got oh, to talk same. about that on a, on a podcast. I saw six bucks on that first sit that first morning at Oak Mountain State Park. Now, we did a lot of scouting, um, or I say a lot. We, we had one zone that we could hunt, and we scouted a couple days beforehand and found some good stuff. We found some really good sign. But my first hunt, that hunt was not anywhere where we had scouted at. I was just using what I knew about the area and what I knew about deer in general and looking at a map and saying, okay, the wind's not perfect for the spots that we scouted, but it would be good for this side. Let's see. Um, If there's anything and and what I ended up finding was some terrain features that that really looked promising as far as what I knew deer, how I knew deer would travel an area. Um, Same thing for the spot uh, that I was in last night. The spot I was in last night in Missouri was the best looking spot and also obviously had the most deer activity at the time um, from the whole trip. And it all yeah. came down to, uh, terrain features. And it, uh, I say that I've, it's something I've learned in the last two weeks. I guess it, it's not really, I've, I've known all this stuff before, um, but it just expanded my confidence in terrain features being a main thing that, uh, that will dictate deer movement. So in the spot I was in last night, there's a, there's a, a, a pretty tall ridge actually, um, not not huge, but it should have shown up on the map, and it just was not on the map at all. And it was just a big, um, big, huge bedding area, like what you see uh, the THP videos where they talk about the buck nest in Iowa. That's what yeah. this was. This yeah. looked exactly like that. Just like scattered brush throughout it, but just really thick and offered a lot of security cover for a deer. And um, and so I got right in the corner of it, corner of it, but right on the edge, the, I guess it would have been, the, um, the Southern edge of that, of that big area. There's, uh, it, it's almost like a, I don't know. It almost looks like a dam really, um, that, that just perfectly goes on a pretty steep incline down maybe 20 feet or so in elevation, and then levels out down into the river bottom, and it may have just happen from erosion over the years, whenever that floods, or whatever, but it's, it's an obvious ridge right there, where um, deer are going to travel, and so in this corner, there's just a very slight, um, a very, very, very slight uh, dip in that ridge, um, and that's exactly what those deer were using to travel to go into that bedding area and out of that into the woods or down into that river bottom or wherever they were going, they were using that. And that's exactly where I set up. It did not at all show up on the map. Like it was not on the map whatsoever. You could not, it looked like just flat land. Um, there wasn't any topo lines, nothing. And even on like the, um, the, the 3d map that you can kind of do that you saw no change in elevation on there but yeah. that was a boots on the ground go in there scout it hang in it hang it hang up in it and hunt and it ended up being the right spot for that for that um big huge area so that was that was something and then going back to oak mountain when i was there it was the same thing i was on a uh i guess you could call it a saddle it was kind of just a flat off of the a really really tall steep ridge um and the deer did not use that saddle like they used the really, really subtle dip um, drainage going down into the bottom. Like, it was super, super subtle. Like, it shows up on the map just a little bit. I don't know how you could, just that, that contour line just dips just a little bit. Like, if you're not looking for it, then you wouldn't know it. And, unfortunately, I was not looking for it um Cause it just looked like a big, just a steep drop off. But where they were traveling, it there was just a slight little change in the in the to, uh, topography line. So that was that's something I think that I'm going to be looking for even more, more so than the really super defined terrain features. Find the uh, the really subtle ones that um, that you're the the naked eye might might miss. You know, trying to really key in on those and that's actually not the first time it happened it happened to me earlier this season on that buck that bedded down uh about 75 or 80 yards away from me all day long um he traveled the it was the same thing it was just a just a really slight dip in uh in the in the the ridge right there so um i think that's something that i'm going to be keying in on even more trying to fill in or trying to fill this last buck tag um for the season yeah yeah
0: but yeah, I, um, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say, uh, you know, there's there's subtle seems to be the way to go, especially with big bucks. You know, yeah. um, they they just they just seem to you know take that more than than a, than a younger buck will. Um, um, but I mean, you you end up seeing six, and one of them was a tank. I mean, he he yeah. he, he was he was. His body was huge. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, he wasn't a, what I was expecting a good to see. Rack. Yeah.
1: I was, you yeah, can tell was, in that video, I was very surprised. I was like, Whoa, <laughs> I think I even <laughs> said it. I like, I zoomed in on a small buck that I saw walking and I knew there was more bucks behind it, but I just figured they were all going to be little scrub bucks. And like that buck walks by another little buck walks by and then that one walks into the frame. And so while I'm watching, I'm not actually watching the deer, I'm watching my camera. I'm watching the viewfinder on my camera, and he walks into frame, and, he, and I was like, holy crap. <laughs> it just threw me <laughs> off. I was like, what the heck? I wouldn't expect to see him out here. But then uh, did you see, la- like, last week a guy in Birmingham city limits killed, like, a 200-inch buck? Yeah. It was, like, yesterday or the day before that. It was really recent. Um, they're it, there, he's, man. He's big. Yeah. The, the he's, he's big. I saw that Seek One is working on a property. Um, I, th- I guess they got permission on a property in Birmingham uh, after a big buck, and I, I, I wondered if that wasn't the one that they were kind of searching after. I know um, in a lot of those urban areas like that, you get you know a big buck that people are seeing on the roads and seeing in other people's yards, and it kind of becomes one of those like kind of famous bucks in the area. So I wondered if that yeah. if that maybe wasn't the same same deer or in the same same little area of uh, of Birmingham that they were seeing that deer. So, Drew, going forward, uh, we'll wrap up with this. How are you intending to fill that last buck tag?
0: It's crazy, man. I'm I, I'm in a really weird spot right now. Um, I've I've never, I've actually never filled all my buck tags. Um, I mean, Florida. We, I mean, we we could shoot a, a bunch of bunch of bucks. Yeah, when um, you were there, and so
1: they just recently went to like five bucks a year. But when you were there, wasn't it like a buck and a doe a day?
0: Yeah, you could shoot a buck and a doe a day. So I mean, like we, I mean, I I like never really kept count of the number of bucks that I <laughs> killed, but it's because I mean there was just, I mean, especially dog running. I mean, you you know you so and so um, so. What's, what's weird about where I'm at now, um, I, I have my brother and dad coming, um, uh, like, you know, the middle to end of, of December, they're, they're going to come hunt for four or five days. And so, um, I, I would love to, I would love to be able to hunt with them, you know? And so I'm actually just been, I'm, I've been out a couple times, um, since I killed that buck and I've taken my bow, um, so that way I can, I can fill fill a doe tag. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: but cause I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hold off on shooting another buck until my brother and dad are here. Um, which is really weird. Like it, it's, it's, it's the craziest thing. Cause I'm, i I've spent the whole year like going after bucks and now my wife's like, um, are you going to fill this last buck tag? I'm like, well, I'm going to wait. And she's like, wait on what? I'm like my dad and brother. And, um, and, and so, <laughs> I've, it's just um you know, so i'm I'm kind of pumping the brakes a little bit, but what the the agreement that I had um with myself was um each bucket that I that that I wanted to take, I wanted to be bigger than than the last, and so um so far that that's held true, and so the you know the the next one's gonna have to be as big or bigger than than the one that I just killed, and so that's that's my plan moving forward and um and so I would, I would, I would love to, um, I'm i I'm on hunt public land the, these next couple of weeks until my brother and dad get here and want to, want to try to stack up maybe a couple of those, um, and, and get the freezer filled. And, but Hey, I'm also an opportunist. And if, and if a big buck walks in front of me, whether I, you know, if, if I have my bow, that's just going to make it sweeter. Um, like I really love my pops and I really love my brother, but, You know, um, I got three buck tags next year too, you know? So, um, (laughs) so we'll just, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be tore up too bad about it, you know? And so, uh, so, so moving forward, that, that's where I'm at. You know, I would, I would, um, love to, um, kill a, kill, you know, obviously everybody wants to kill just an absolute wall hanger. And, and so, um, and, and with the rut coming, you know, um, you never know, but, uh, so that's, that's what I'm going to do. How about, how about you?
1: Yeah, so I'm in a similar situation, man. I've got one buck tag left, and, um, and I'm obviously, you know, in the same place. Like I, I want to kill a good one, you know, a good solid deer for my last one. Um, my dad is coming into town. Like I said, they have our little girl, and they're bringing her here next week. And so, me and dad have our rutcation scheduled for right. for next week, and um but dad also still still dealing with the earache so he was like he's like hey listen you hunt hard these next few days while you don't have henley and kill a buck and he's like i won't even worry about hunting i'll just come in there and we'll just hang out with the family you won't have to hunt we'll just be and i was like okay that sounds good i said but if i don't kill one um and he was like well i may i may hunt a little bit but I was like, well, I'm going to be out there because it's the rut. So I'm going to be out there. Uh, And I I think my family at this point, they kind of understand for me. It's like I've been waiting on this one time of the season since the rut last year. (laughs) And like y'all can come in, y'all can come into town and we can hang out and stuff at night. But I'm going to be in the woods during the daytime. And, uh, and so they, they everybody understands, you know, my dad, they raised, my dad raised me to be like this, you know, he, he raised me, (laughs) he raised me up in a deer hunting family. So, I'm you know, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm very invested into it. And so I've, I've got a couple of spots that I'm, I'm really anxious to get into. And one of them, I actually have a trail camera in there right now. I don't use trail cameras a lot. Um, if I'm going to hang a trail camera, usually it's because I feel like I am confident that there's a big deer in the area. And in this specific spot, you know, I don't want to kill a buck that I would be content with. If I know that there's a buck that is going to, you know, change a buck that's going to have to go on the wall. Does that make sense? Like I'm not going to shoot a 110-inch deer in that area if I know that there's a a frequent, you know, 130 or 140 that's running around in there. And in this spot, it's very possible. Um, Just some of the things that I know about the area, things that I know about the private land that borders up to it, um, it is not going to be at all surprising if I have a 150 or so on camera just because of what I know roams around up there. So... Um, I'm actually going to go in there tomorrow. Hopefully, if I can wake up early enough, I'm going to go in there tomorrow, check that camera, and uh, I'm going to hunt it first, then check that camera and kind of make my plans from there. Uh, If I don't, uh, if that doesn't pan out, you know, I've got some honey hole areas. I got a spot called Kill Hill that uh, I've killed a lot of bucks on. Uh, the same hillside Uh, if anybody's watched the videos they know like there's this one hillside that I kill a lot of deer off of and um, especially during the rut during the rut these bucks they cruise this hillside like crazy coming off the private so um, may check out that spot Um, like we said earlier I'm not really putting a whole lot into scrapes and that big you know buck sign being everywhere it's going to be there Um, it's going to be all over the place right now I think yeah. Since it is definitely um, pre-rut time frame, you know, so I'm not really putting a whole lot into that, um, but I am putting a whole lot into terrain features. So like I said earlier, the things that I've, something I've kind of found more confidence in this, and, and, and going back to going in blind and first sit, best sit, stuff like that, um, most yeah. of my bigger bucks have come from, blind sits just basing basing the the spot off of a terrain feature or hard transition line that's the all actually all my big bucks have come from that um going in blind like i haven't killed a lot of just like my bigger deer in spots that um that i've been to before it's always been blind sits for whatever reason and uh and so i'm gonna just kind of keep that up you know if, if that's what's working for me then I'm not going to change that anytime soon so that's my plan moving forward into the rest of the season especially these next probably two weeks I, I feel like um, if, if I spend a good amount of time which I will be these next two weeks in the woods we're going to have a lot to talk about in the next uh, on the next podcast I think so or the yeah. next podcast that we do talking about our you know recaps and, and and I will also say this, Drew, if me and you kill if either one of us kills a big buck between now and the time the next podcast drops, then we're gonna do two podcasts in a row when it's just me and you. We're not gonna have a because I don't think we can keep that keep that inside for too terribly long. So
0: No, no, I mean I was no, when I when I when I killed that um uh bigger buck, I mean I was I time everybody that, that would answer. You know. <laughs> And so, well, crap, you didn't uh, FaceTime me. Well, because then I had to start dragging it up, up the hill. I see where, and, I see oh, where I'm here's at. here's also something that, yeah, here, here's also something else that I learned. You don't know how out of shape you are until you have to drag a deer.
1: This is true. Yeah.
0: Like. <laughs> By yourself? I mean, I've never It wanted, sucks. Yes. Yeah. But I'll also say this, too, that once you get it back to the truck, that one of your, uh, like, your... Your, your tether that you use for um you know to to tie into the tree uh-huh. works great for a pulley getting him up into the truck yeah i use uh i
1: use, i use ratchet straps but that's a that's a good idea using that tether
0: yeah i just i just i just loop the i, I, I loop it around his neck um hooked it to my um uh, truck and then and then i used the uh, ropeman and i just i, I just pulled his I, I just pulled his head up the truck bed level, and then I took his back leg and swung him up. It was so much easier.
1: Look at that! If nobody takes anything from this podcast, they will take that little nugget of information. You got a nice little that right little there.
0: Yeah, and guys, if you're having trouble seeing bucks, just pull out your Bible, open it up, and then <laughs> one will step out.
1: <laughs> pull out your Bible.
0: Actually, I, I, I mean, I'm 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 being facetious. But that's just what
1: happens. <laughs> Listen, if it works, it works. That's all I'm saying.
0: If it works, it works, man.
1: <laughs> all right, Drew. Well, I'm going to wrap this thing up and uh, hopefully our next podcast. I would be super thrilled if we didn't have to go and and interview a guest. If, it, if our next podcast is just me and you talking about the, the 150s uh, that we killed, that would be fun. <laughs> oh, dude, if I kill a
0: 150 you you will hear me out in the woods like i guarantee it hey, you will you will know hey it's time you, to do a podcast
1: you hear the viking roar
0: yes and <laughs> you might be on one side of the county but it it will not matter
1: <laughs> well i'm pulling for you dude i hope you make it happen
0: same here brother well dude
1: i appreciate same, you same. coming on late at night but i'm gonna i gotta get up early i gotta go deer hunting in the morning yes you do so all right buddy we'll talk at you later
0: Amen.
1: All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Southern Ground podcast. I am uh really tired right now. It's like 10 30 at night. i drove from Missouri all day, didn't get home till pretty recently. So I'm gonna make this uh this wrap up portion pretty daggum quick because I'm ready to get to bed. I gotta go deer hunt tomorrow. I say I gotta go deer hunting. I want to go deer hunting tomorrow, so um, make this quick. Uh, check us out on Facebook and on Instagram at Southern Ground Hunting and on YouTube. You can find all of our hunting adventures there. Um, hopefully going to have some new videos for you very, very soon. Appreciate it if you would subscribe and click the bell so you know when uh, when a new video is released. Yep, that's going to be it for today. Remember, if you're going to be in the woods, I need you to remember something. I need you to remember this one thing. If you don't take anything from this whole podcast, I need to remember this, that God gave you dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So go out and exercise that dominion. We will talk to you next time.